Hi, I'm Wesley Sullivan. I'm the director of legal operations at Flow Sports and one of the co-founders of Flow Marching. Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast, the discussion about creativity, preparation, and effort with artists, creators, and educators. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Montoya Jr. And Wesley, can I call you Wes or is it Wesley? Wes is fine. Wes is fine. Seeing that you are from Gill, Massachusetts, I want to congratulate you on the success of your Boston Red Sox this season. Way to go. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean? You're not a Sox, a Sox fan? I'm born and raised Yankees fan. But I am rooting for the Red Sox because the Astros are such dicks about this cheating scandal wow. that most New York Yankees fans are rooting right for the Red Sox. Right off the bat, I'm already going to have to mute you. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, won't, I won't mute you on that one. But Okay, so you're one of those from a state that's very heated about a... Is Gill, Massachusetts close to New York or something? I don't know my Northeast geography. Uh, Gill is close to nothing. My high school is on a map of Massachusetts and my town isn't. It's that small. Oh, Wow. Okay, so why New York? My dad was born and raised in New Jersey. Oh. My, I think my great-grandfather was the team doctor for the 48 World Series team, actually. Wow, okay, so that, that's something. That's something. I can buy that. And now, why don't you sound like um, one of my least favorite accents of all time? Because I knew it was your least favorite accent of all time. <laughs> so you took it off? <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to come in here and talk like that. Elocution is important. Uh, the western part of the state, does, thankfully, does not have that terrible accent. Oh, okay. So do you, do you find that accent? or the new, uh, typical New York accent more annoying? Boston accent. Yeah, I would think so too. Those are my two least favorites. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Chalkboard. On my soul. Yeah. My, my Boston impression is is a Simpsons-based impression of uh, Mayor Joe Quimby, mm-hmm. who is basically uh, JFK, that version of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, because we like to re, uh, we'd like to let everyone know of any potential conflicts of interest here. You are the commissioner of the Austin Community Colleagues, the B-League, if you will, to the Austin Powers Premier Fantasy Football League, where I am the Supreme Chancellor. How's your season going? Uh, not well. Not well. It's like the Yankees season. It just tanked after about three games. <laughs> but you aren't doing as bad as a fellow ginger. I'm right? not doing as bad as my fellow ginger. No. Mike, Michael, Michael D. Gilly. He is rest in peace. Taking it on the chin a bunch he, right now. He really has. Yeah. What is he doing these days? You know. You know. I think he's he's doing some great stuff. He's hunting. He's hunting. I think he's um, gathering. Gathering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gathering and doing a a, a bunch of forward thinking stuff that's going to be really good for him. Awesome. I'm excited. I've I've known him for a long time. That's for sure. Um, now, Wes, may I call you Wes again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wes, have you listened to this podcast before? I've listened to I think 30 minutes of one of these. Oh, which one episode is? I that? forget if it was Eric Kosman or somebody else. So he's both your favorite and least favorite episode that you've listened to. Yes. Yeah. Was it was it one of his, one of his sound advice ones? He's probably one of my least favorite. But then also favorite. You got to start with the bad. And gotcha. Not. He's he, he, he's um he, I don't know. I, I hang him around because he's like the only one I know like that. But mm. you know whatever. You know he's good for he's good for a laugh. He's gonna listen to this like on some drive to the valley or or some flow marching show where he's driving, having to bring his own equipment, mm-hmm. stay in his own car. Um, I'm assuming he I'm actually sure. has to tape a couple people on top of his car too to help travel. <laughs> We're going to get into why so cheap hashtag for flow sports, flow marching. Now, according to the bio you sent me minutes before this interview. Seconds before this interview. Seconds, I mean, really. But I don't even have it right now. Uh, But according to your Facebook page, which we all know is the bastion of uh, authenticity, Mm -hmm. you list flow sports, 
Somerset Berkeley Regional High School, mm-hmm. Connecticut Hurricanes drum and or bugle corps. So we're going to we're going to break all of this down. Okay. Um, you did mention that your high school's on the map, but not your city. So what high school did you go to? I went to Northfield Mount Hermon High School. You just said Northfield, Northfield Mount Hermon high school. It is a boarding school slash oh. private school. Oh my God. Oh, did you wear a uniform? No, but I did actually in high school, try to petition that we should have to wear uniforms. <laughs> you sound like one of those, like uh, there was this gross hippie in my class who wore the same shirt for 16 straight days, <laughs> a gross hippie. So I know who you vote for in the presidential elections on this one. Uh, you were obviously in band, right? Uh, did they have band? They had concert band and orchestra and choir, and I was in all three. So in orchestra and, percu- and band, did you play the same instruments? Uh, yes, percussion. Percussion. Wow. Okay, okay. Uh, so four-year school, that was that was it, right? You, you weren't in school for five or, or three? Correct. Okay. Now, your marching experience with drum and or bugle corps, you have some, correct? I do. Uh, lay it on me. I marched with the Spartans. Ah, of New uh, Hampshire? Of New Hampshire from uh-huh. Division Two from 97 to 2000. And 2002, and cadets of, well, no longer Bergenfield, New Jersey, I guess Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. The Garfield cadets of Bergen County. <laughs> mm-hmm. In 2003. Um, now, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the story, but I would like you, if you can, to mm-hmm. tell the story of this imposter oh, that yeah. you met, because I think it'd, it'd be very funny. Okay. So... All of us have met people who pretend to march drum corps. What is, what is it called in, in the military? Stolen Valor? Stolen Valor. <laughs> I think they call it Buckaroo 42 on drum corps <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> okay. So I, I am easily identifiable at one point in the show because right. we had poses for the snare feature. This is juxtaperformance, right? No, this is our favorite things. Oh, this is so. This is during the Malaganya. Yes. There's no W in Malaganya. There's no except w. for 1988. Okay. Anyway, um, and the, like the story of how we picked our foes is also probably a funny story we should cover at some point. But oh, the important thing is, I was the dude who was lying on the ground. Okay. So at a bar in like 2005 or 2006, after a show, I met this guy and we started chatting, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, I absolutely marched drum corps." And I was like, oh, cool, because it's a small activity and you like meeting people right. randomly who you know weren't part of it or who were part of it and know it. And I was like, awesome, Where, where'd you march? And you said cadets. And I was like, no way, me too. <laughs> what did you play? And he was like, snare. What year? Because you know, at that point in cadets, you had to be able to like name every single person who marched your position from like 1983 to oh present. My God. So if, if it was a dude who marched from 1983 to present in the snare line, I probably had an idea of who he actually was. Sure. Uh huh. Um, so it started to get suspicious and he was like, yeah, I marched in 2003. And at that point I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. And he was like, I'm actually, it's a funny story. I'm really easy to recognize. I'm the dude who lay on the ground and my jaw just like, because what are the odds of meeting someone who like claims to march the year that you were in period? Yeah. And you can be, you can meet him and be like, I marched get at 2003. Okay. So you were one of like the 26 baritones sure, who I right. didn't care about. And the, okay. Right. But when he's like, I know I was in the drum line. I was in the snare line. I was a dude who lay on the ground. And I was just like, this is your worst possible luck, but you need to know that that was actually me and i really want to punch you in the face right oh now Oh my god and, and you would have because that was what the cadets did back then we uh, i mean yeah i mean drum corps was a different time 
Trump Corps was a different time. I once had to punch someone in the face because he swore in uniform. What? It was terrible, yeah. We, we, were, we were judging a show in uh, non, non, we're not going to tell the name of the state. It was in the South. And if you follow me on Facebook, you know where I was at. Mm-hmm. And all these kids were eating in uniform. And I think one of my, I think Noah Bellamy was like, isn't like that rule number one? Don't eat in uniform. I was like, that one or march in your twos. I'm not sure. But wow. Yeah. What, and um, what did Eric Cosman say when, when you called call him out on his lie? <laughs> Is this a- <laughs> He just got like stone faced and ran away, which I mean, to his credit, how else do you react in that situation? Right. And was it in a a, a Jersey bar or an Allentown bar? No, or what? Boston. Boston. Oh, and that Boston. Yeah, was it across from so- uh, where the Red Sox play at Fenway Park? Nah. 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 <laughs> nah, kid. Nah. I, I, you know, I think everything happens like where Goodwill Hunting or the Boston Red Sox happen. That's just the way I think about things. That's fair. So that's yeah, thank you. Um so that was your only year marching world cl- or div one at the time, right? Yes. Yeah. How many world championships did you win with the Spartans as a as a marcher? As a marcher? Two. Two. And then uh, my favorite things was fourth, maybe? I can't remember. Uh, my favorite things was third. Oh, after the Blue Devils uh, and then Cavaliers with Spin Cycle. The Cavaliers beat us by 0.15. You know, Spin Cycle's a really good show. Uh, I, I have actually never seen anything but Phantom Regiment in 2003. Because you just saw it this year? Oh, wait, that's the wrong... Wait, no, was, that's the same Oh, year. that's the same year. Okay, yeah. I, I was really psyched to re-see it because I had to watch it every night. Yeah. And listen to the first minute and a half and the last minute and a half and be like, that's amazing. Yeah. Why can't our Hornline play like that? Just kidding, Hornline. Love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked Pathways, though. You know what? I'm I, In the interest of full disclosure, I am not a Cadets fan. That's like, a, a, I would say I can name on one hand cadet shows I like. That's um, it's so. I was all about pathways beating y'all on finals night in sweaty, muggy Orlando. Right? That was uh, Orlando, right? Oh three. Yes. Yeah. My rookie year was in Orlando, and my final year was in Orlando. And how many? How much did you lose when you were there? Like bags? I weighed one hundred and fifty pounds. No, I'm talking about getting robbed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't in the base, the best of areas. Our, our guard got robbed. That you mean figuratively? Figuratively, yes. Who won, who won the Blue Devils? Blue Devils. Because like one judge mm. in quarterfinals tanked them. Um, and George actually couldn't watch for quarterfinals. Because the hash marks. No. That, no, that's, I know. Uh, I know, yeah. Um, in the pre-finals meeting, he flipped out on Dan. Wait, and, hold on, hold yeah. on. George Hopkins flipped out on Dan Acheson in a meeting? Never. I know, it's unusual. That's why this is such an interesting story because it's it, never happened God, before. I, I, we're going to need to get George on here right. to explain. Hey, man, this doesn't sound like you. <laughs> uh, George was upset that the quarterfinals color guard judge was selected as the quarterfinals color guard judge, and he was like, "You've essentially screwed my guard." Do you remember who that person was? I don't you can na- name names, Wes. I don't remember. Well, I was, right now, nerds are frantically looking it up, and I know. they're going to message us and go, "Oh, um, I believe it was. I believe it was this one, Kyle Miller." I don't know. I'll say that I've got several friends in Cadets Guard who are will listen to this. So, like Marcus Hopkins, when you hear this, why don't you just text me and tell me how wrong I was? Gotcha. Yeah. And so do you believe, so did cadets get second in guard? Second in guard because they won on semis semis and finals night. This, and this was a, because they've average. gone back and forth, right? So was this an was average. an average. And is that, and of, is this the reason why George probably proposed we should just do it based on the finals night? I think so. And then it later on went back to an average because <laughs> George requested it. Probably, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you uh, went to college, your first college degree, right? 
your yes. your bachelor's degree? So I took like the Van Wilder approach to college. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I went to three colleges. Okay. And got a bachelor's degree event- and, eventually. And what is it in? It's in business administration. I'm very confused here. Weren't you a band director? Yeah. Does your state not need teacher certification to direct band? <laughs> you can be an assistant band director in Massachusetts oh. without being like a full-time teacher. Oh, were you bo- booster fund activity? I don't know what I they was would bo- call I was booster funded. Wow. Okay. So you have a business degree, yep. but you were a band director yep. at what school? Do you have Somerset? Somerset Berkeley Regional High School. Why do all these names have three to four different words in them? Because Massachusetts is so small mm-hmm. that it's like... <laughs> 10 towns put together and all of them need equal representation. So it's got to be a really long, it's like where we say like Lamar consolidated independence, where you're consolidating a number of cities or regions or, or counties or whatever. Okay. How long were you a band director? Five, four years, five, five, 54 years. Wow. It felt like 50 years. I think that it was five years. And you did a band band or is it just drums? Uh, so I, was very lucky my boss um, entrusted me with a lot of the entire band ensemble Ooh. so, so you, did a, you did marching band jazz band concert band percussion band mostly marching band mm-hmm. um, I helped out with the jazz band occasionally but like when it came to running the marching band that band <clears throat> I, it, we essentially worked the way Tex, I understand Texas schools to work tell us how do Texas schools work Wes <laughs> so <laughs> someone drops a truckload of cash <laughs> <laughs> at a Leander ISD or Louisville ISD or Northeast ISD or the Woodlands High School. Yes, yes. continue. Um, and then they practice for eight <laughs> he, hours a day. Uh, he put these. He put practice in eight hours in air quotes. By the way. Um, so uh, my understanding of Texas is that the assistant band directors do most of the rehearsal. Running Whoa. stuff. Well, you're going to get some angry. You're going to get some other angry. Be sure to write. Was it support at flowsports.com? <laughs> yeah, I don't get those, so make sure you get that email. <laughs> you can send them to ecosman at uh, marchingbandaudio.com. Uh, you are not wrong that some programs, like, I, I know a number of programs where the head band director is like, I'm going to be in charge of all the CEO stuff, and I'm going to run the top band. My second in charge, so to speak, will run the marching band kind gotcha. of things. There's a number of those. So you're not terribly off, but man, you're just going to piss off not only DCP, but the yellow board. Are you familiar with the yellow board? I'm not. It's the Texas band director yellow board. I haven't read Excellent. it in years. It's everything you think it is. Okay. Just, well, I'm a band director. So, you know, whatever. Uh, and you also taught drum and or bugle corps, correct? Yes. Uh, who was it just, where'd you teach? I taught Spartans uh, for three years. Oh. I was the snare tech for two and the battery manager because we have to have important business titles. They had that drum. title back then. Yes. Oh, Wow. In 07, and I was the caption head for Kine- percussion caption head for the Connecticut Hurricanes in 2016. They're a DCA core, right? They're a DCA core. I see. I see. Uh, how many uh, world championships did you win as a teacher? 2.5. What's the half from? The half is there was one year. Scandalous. Scandalous. I can tell already. In Division Two, <gasps> when there was a Division Two champion and a grand champion. Oh, my God. And we won the Division Two World Championship, but we lost the Grand Championship. When they put Div Two and Three together, or something like that, it's kind of like saying I won the Class Four A National Championship, and then you get second place at Grand National Finals. Well, we lost to another Division Two like. core. 
<gasps> Which was is what it? made it East Coast jazz. East Coast jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think of East Coast, I think of jazz. Is, is New Orleans in the East Coast? They're in the, go- the Golden like Coast. North, 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 I don't know. North, I guess New York has Southeast. jazz. I guess New York's jazzy. New York is pretty jazzy. I guess. They say so. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've heard Chicago's better. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I would have to think that if your basketball team is nicknamed the Jazz, that you might have the best Jazz in the land. So, Utah? Maybe. The Mormons are pretty good at music. They are. You know, LA's got a lot of good lakes, too. True. I'm just saying. Uh, anybody watch basketball, by the way? Because this is everything I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. um, now, Wesley, I would like to talk about food. Not, and I do this with every guest. I don't want you to think I'm asking you this because I'm fat. that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> but because every time we get together, we eat and you eat like a 12 year old kid. You got dino nuggets the last time we ate together. I did. Um, you're a world traveler, I'm assuming. I am. Oh, humble brag here. Um, I would like you to talk about where your, your favorite burger is from, if you eat burgers. I do eat burgers. Um, my favorite burger is from America. Because it has the best burgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. A specific joint where you get... A specific you, joint. Yes. Are you looking for me to take a position on Whataburger? Because I'm just no, going to piss people off again. No, no I, am, I am not. Um, but I would like to say that, have we discussed that you are basically a lawyer, which is why you're going like, well, are you asking me? <laughs> so, look, just put things down by voice. Where's your favorite burger from? I'm going to pause. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to edit these pauses out. This okay. is not, a, this is not a, a referendum on any particular place. I'm going to get to specific questions about okay. this type of thing. This is open to anything like, oh, I love the pub in downtown Minneapolis or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Maurice's barbecue in S- Charleston, South Carolina has the best cheeseburger in the world. Wow. Okay. Well, the fact that it's called Maurice's. And it's in South Carolina? It is in South Carolina. Uh, those are two reasons why I would believe it's probably got a damn good burger. It's very good. Uh, favorite barbecue? Is is it still Maurice's? My favorite barbecue is... Mm, this will be a referendum, by the way. Okay. <laughs> it won't. Barbecue is a fast, like a house-divided issue at uh, our house. It's like four different... I mean, we're, yeah. What? So my wife was born and raised in Charleston. So she likes Carolina style? So she likes... North Carolina style because she's a heathen and she went to summer camp in North Carolina. Uh-huh. So she likes the vinegar I style. Like vinegar. All right. I like the mustard Carolina style. Oh, wait a minute. I think I like mustard better. Yeah. Mustard is better. I like mustard better than, than the sweet. I want to be clear on record for all these listeners. My wife is wrong. Wow. <laughs> is this the first time in the history of the world a man? Well, no, no, no. I mean, will you tell her to her face you are wrong? Or yes. Do you go, oh, oh, yes. oh, my God. But when I, when I make pulled pork at home, uh-huh. I have to make two different sauces. <laughs> so what is your favorite barbecue? Uh, I like pulled pork. Okay. I'm at the point where I really like what I do. Oh, humble brag. I don't think that I'm not saying I do it better than people. I'm just... I know what I like and it's nice to not to have to go out somewhere and it's great to like slap it on on Friday night and wake up to pull pork for college football on Saturday. Oh yeah. How how often does Gilly come over for pull pork? Uh, He comes over. We, at the start of the season, we did grill outs every Saturday. Thanks for the invite. What about Cosman? Uh, He's harder to reach because he's a busy man in the fall. Is he really? I don't know. He's, he's on his phone a lot. I mean, yeah, but I'm going to br- I'm going to bring that kind of stuff up. W- weird to me that he works for Flow Sports Marching and he's on his phone a lot. Hmm. I'm not going to 
Yeah, yeah, I'm teasing. I'm teasing what's about to happen later. Um, yeah, you know, we were friends uh, during the beginning of fo- college football season, Wes. That's true. I think I have it in writing where you said, I'm the greatest thing that has happened to you this year, being my, being my friend, something like that. I don't know. I'll have to look at it. Yes, up. I think I, it's something like that. I will bring it up in a court of law. Well, if you're down, I just assume all band people are busy on Saturdays. Hold on, first of all. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone would call me. I guess, am I a band person? I think so. Well, if I'm not a are band not? director. I'm a percussionist, obviously. I know you're a percussionist. Because I've pointed that out. Yes. You know what? Um, I'm the least bandy band person that I know. Maybe. Interesting. Well, th- this is the reason I started the Fantasy Football League, because mm-hmm. me and my friend Paul Pape wanted to talk about something other than band. We were tired of it. And I have plenty of friends who love talking band. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. It's great. It's what we do. But I like talking about, obviously, shoes or fantasy football, college football, sports, yeah. Um, I am not one of those. This is my hot take, and I'm going to make some people mad. Oh, my God. It's been two years since I've heard live music, and I literally... I don't care. Like, it's my job, and I love marching band. I love concert band, but I don't, I don't go to a marching band or a football game and go, like, I had a visceral reaction when I greeted the first band on my judges' table. Okay. So, anyway, my life doesn't revolve around... It is a passion, but it's not my passion. So anyway, you can send all your cancel emails to Eric Cosman at marchingbandaudio.com. <laughs> Don't hate me. It doesn't mean that they can't have that reaction. I'm all for right. it. If that's the reaction they had, that is your reaction. That's your life. But that's not my life. <clears throat> and I'm not going to just go to... <laughs> Weirdly, I, 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 even though we did talk about things that we won't talk about on air, uh, that I said, I'm not going to go to some random marching band competition every Saturday. I mean, that's not what I want to do. But right. I mean, if I got paid to do it. Well, then let's cut to the chase. And let's say, cut to the chase. Go for it. Why didn't you invite who's, me? Who's your college team? Uh, the Texas Longhorns. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you uh, fit in fine. You're literally in Austin. I know. Uh, well, I mean, are you in Austin right now? You're in Austin. Do you Am live I in Austin? Austin? Do you live in Austin? So you have a very specific definition of what Austin yeah. is. Yeah. Do you get your mail sent to Austin? An Austin mailing address? I don't know. Yes. I okay. Think so. Then you live in Austin. Okay. But don't give me this. Well, my water's provided by Austin. It was like, well, where's, where's your mailing address, Leander? Like, you don't live in Austin. Yeah. Now, Eric Cosman, who's the most name-checked person on every episode, by the Excellent. way, will say. But you live in Pflugerville ISD, which is correct. I, and my kid would go to a Pflugerville ISD school if we were to send her to a Pflugerville ISD school. But there's plenty of Austin schools that go to Round Rock or Leander. Vandergrift is in Austin, but they're Leander ISD. Yep. Anyway, um, so your barbecue is your favorite barbecue. Yep. Favorite fried chicken or wing joint? Oh, there's this really good place called, um, I think it's Touch 22. That we just found. You mean Tumble 22? Yes, Tumble 22. Okay, come on. Calm down. Oh, we just found it. Which one do you go to? I guess there's so many now, right? Yeah, there are so many. There used to be just one, and now they're popping up, which is great, because I, I love their chicken's the bomb. Yeah. They've got a great chicken sandwich. Everyone talk. Popeye's is, I'm going to say it, Popeye's has a damn fine uh, spicy chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. but the Tumble 22, that's, but it's like comparing like a sit-down to a drive-thru, so. Yeah. Uh, favorite pizza? Oh, that's, I'm ready for the. You're looking at me like you're about to lay down. I'm about to get your cancel emails ready. Uh-huh. Eric Cosman at <laughs> marchingbedaudio.com. Yes. Um, there is no good pizza in Austin. <laughs> I'm not a pizza snob. I will eat almost any pizza. So where, where do you like to get your pizza from? So no lie, Domino's is the best pizza available to us here in Austin. Wow. Now that is, that is an incredibly hot take because, you know, a lot of people hate Domino's. I do. But you know, Austin pizza is like it insists upon itself that's like that's that's austin in general yes it's it's you cannot call it pizza 
and then be like, and the toppings available to you are eggplant, Gouda cheese, kale, and all that other <laughs> crap. Like pizza should be greasy cheese and pepperoni. And that's what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I like want to feel my heart slow down 30 minutes after I eat it for a little bit. How I feel about tacos. Don't give me this. Oh, we put it. Yeah. So pizza by Angelo or is it a Angelo's pizza? Alfredo on the office. That's okay. Mm. You're fine. I've never seen the office. Okay, this interview's over now. There's, there's few things here. It, one, two things. I've never seen The Office, and Friends is my favorite show. I mean, those two things are, are unforgivable. Friends is one of my favorite shows. Are you serious? My aunt was on it, so I grew up loving that Which comedy. one's your aunt? Uh, Maggie Wheeler, so she played Janice, the one with the obnoxious... No way! Well, I will give you credit for that, but I hate Friends. Uh, Seinfeld. So, okay, so where's your favorite pizza from? Mm. So my favorite pizza I've ever had was during my Van Wilder college experience. Gotcha. I went to three different schools. Sure. My first one was George Washington University. Oh, GW. Yep. That's from Big, by the way. Anyway. And there was um, the Philly, Philadelphia pizza restaurant. Shout out to Mike Bishop. That had the best cheese, greasy, and it was like five bucks for a large and two Cokes. And that was everything a college student needed. Five bucks in a what, what year? In 2001. So what is the inflation rate right now? You're a nerd. Uh, I am, but I don't know if I could do inflation. Uh, I'm not nerd, a finance nerd. Da- Daniel Sanchez would go like, oh, well, I think it's at 6.5. I don't know, whatever. So, so it'd probably be at like 11 bucks now. Yeah. Probably. It's still pretty reasonable. Yeah. Was it a big slice? A big New York slice? It was a whole pizza. Oh, just, my God. A whole pizza? Yeah, a whole pizza. Oh, that's different. Dude, it was good. You know what my favorite pizza is? What? Sbarro. When I go to New York, I get an authentic New York slice. It's from the office. Um, I, I know you drink. Because I've been around you. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite spirit? Yes. What is it? Um, Lagavulin 16 is probably my favorite. It's a Isla Scotch. It's a Scotch. It's a, so Scotch is my favorite drink. So if you want to have this conversation, we might then. I can't. I don't know any. You could say anything mm-hmm. about this, and I would go like, sure, sounds great. Okay. It's what again? Island? Isla. Isla. Yeah. Where is it from? From, so from Scotland? Isla, Isla is the region. Oh, see, this is why I'm like, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. I won't go in geographical jeopardy. Now, even though you're from Massachusetts, you've spent time in the South. You're married to a Southerner. I'm married to a Southerner. Uh, how do you take your iced tea? Mm. Wow. Sweetened. Okay. With just ice. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. Basically, the answer is like, well, sweet or unsweet. But oh, it's sweet. Do you use real sugar or, or one of the cancer-causing ones? Real sugar. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Simple syrups. I would, I would accept it simple syrup also. My wife home makes simple syrup. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's next level. How do you take your coffee? Uh, straight into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking coffee right now? No, this is just water. Just water. In your personally monogrammed, that's not fair use uh, Yeti cup. Or, yes. Yeah. I also have a personally monogrammed, that's not fair use, coffee cup. That's Yes, I've seen the coffee cup. Yeah. Yes, that's that's wonderful. Generally, it's like two double shots of espresso. Sometimes I'll make a latte at work. Wow. We used to have this crappy queer egg, so I used to make coffee at home. Mm. Um, and we finally got someone who was like, no, we're a real company. We need at least something nice. And we got an espresso machine. Yes, I've seen it. So now I make... Um, Lattes, when I feel like it, are just straight espresso. Who's in charge of the snack box over at Flow? Flow at Flow Snacks on Instagram. You're kidding me. I'm not. There's an at Flow Snacks. There is. Is it, it spelled CKS? 
Yes. They're, so they're actually not in charge. It's our office manager. But the Flow Snacks Instagram account is hilarious. Oh, Instagram. I yep. thought it was Twitter. Oh, sorry. Um, the reason I ask is because I don't like a lot of the uh, snacks. Yet. I don't like a lot of those snacks either. But it's getting better because it used to be like, again, Austin insisted upon in itself, like Korean barbecue seaweed chips. Yeah, don't give me that. Yeah, I don't. Just give me a bag of peanuts. Yeah. Trail mix. That will be fine. Snickers. And it's remarkable to me the number of companies that believe that they've found a niche in selling the non fully popped kernels from the bottom of popcorn bags. (laughs) There are like five different companies who are like, Oh, everyone throws this out. Nailed it. That's my business idea. Hey man. And especially if you can dust it with like a chili from Mexico or something like that, then yeah. I mean, it still doesn't make your teeth not break. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Uh, this is a two parter. Uh, a favorite taco, breakfast like breakfast taco or lunch dinner? Which one do you prefer the most? Breakfast taco. Okay. Where do you like your top breakfast tacos from? Mm, one in a million. Thank you. That's, I will allow that one. Do you get the Don Juan? What is the Don Juan? The Don Juan is that giant plate of carbs of like egg, potato, sausage, bacon, cheese. I used to like um, a basic like bacon, egg, and cheese. Nothing wrong with that. But I have found that the avocado, bacon, and bean. Oh, speaking of bougie yeah it's yeah. become really good that sounds like a california taco right there probably probably i don't know um <clears throat> now there's, these are the referendum questions what do you think about torchies wes i don't mind torchies it's food that tastes decent hmm. do you and do you ever intentionally go to torchies yeah why i don't accidentally go to torchies well i mean I, what i mean by that is like <laughs> You go, hey, let's go to Torchies, as opposed to some friends go, what if we go to Torchies? You're like, eh, I guess so. No, it's definitely like Torchies is on the days my wife and I can't agree what we're doing for dinner and we can't agree where we want to order from. Oh. It's a like last resort. We know we can get something there. It's one of those like, well, let's both be disappointed. Yes. <laughs> what about Chewy's, Wes? Um, I know that you feel very strong. About I have Chewy. very strong feelings about Chewy. So Chewy's. I'll say that I really like the boom boom sauce mm. and I really like their uh, ranch jalapeno dip. Yeah. As, as, as a sorority girl would. As yes. a, yep. I drink it with my daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nothing about that food is like, wow, I have to have it. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what's the name of that cool place we went to down the street from Flo? like a taco place that's in the side of my kitchen i always call it the wrong thing i think it's papa john's call it something racist is that what you're saying no not Papa juan's i get it i see we're not all named juan wes i think i call it taco joe's and it's really papa john's how how is he able to get away with papa john's does he spell it j-o-n it can't be papa john's right Mm -hmm. it's your place it was really good if it wasn't so far away i'd go there more often but it's it's on the east side i mean oh it's actually no, it, yeah, it is on the east side. It's way, way out there where Flow Sports is next to that rock climbing and a bougie something or other Austin-y place. So, yeah, right. That's super bougie. Really, it is. Yeah, come on. Wes is looking up on his Android right now. This is an iPhone. I don't know about that. I'm just being funny. I know it's an, I know it's an iPhone. It's a very, very heated topic of discussion because <clears throat> some of our friends don't use uh, iPhones. Did you figure it out? No, I didn't. Papa Julio's. But get your life together, people with droids. <laughs> so at what point in your life did you pick up and move from the East Coast to Austin? It was for the job at Flow Sports. Oh, my God. I just put there, if this ties into creation of Flow Marching, start asking about the impetus. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you were a band director before you moved here, right? Yes. Or, so you were, but you had gone to business school, or were you going to business school? I had gone to business school. 
Okay. So you're, you had gone to business school. You have this business degree. Mm-hmm. You're teaching band, mm-hmm. teaching them chugs. And you get a phone call or what? Yeah. So my cousin now, was... It's like real cousin or the way like, you know, like minorities, we always... Oh, that's my cousin. This is real cousin. Oh, okay. Real All cousin. Right. Dad's brother's son. By minorities, I mean like people like me. Brown people. Yeah, it's like, that's my, my mom goes, your cousin. I'm like, is it really my cousin, mom? Well, it's, it's like, okay, all right. I just want to make sure. Yeah. My cousin, uh, I think he sent me a Facebook message and he was like, hey, do you have time to talk later today? It's always never good. Uh, it's never good with family, especially family you don't really hear from all that often. <laughs> Got this business idea. Because you're like you. that or like. You ever want to be your own boss? Yes. But we'll <laughs> get there later. Um. Hey, girl. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Do you want to be a boss bitch or whatever? You look like you're killing it. Um, and he was like, hey, we haven't spoken in a long time. <laughs> I really need somebody. Here's, 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 here's what I do. I work for this company. It's called Flow Sports. Oh, he worked for Flow Sports. Yeah, he was the chief product officer. CPO, like, like they make products? Yes. I don't know what that is. I guess the, the product is what they... Yeah, he was in charge of like the websites. Oh, the okay. back and all that stuff. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> um. And he was like, so here's what we do. We do this in sort of underserved sports, which is the term we were using at the time that we're using at the time. But like underrepresented mi- minorities. Minority yeah. yeah. And marginalized people. Yeah. 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 Great. Perfect. Um, and we're thinking about mon- launching a cockfighting, mar- right? Yes. Did y'all show cockfighting? We can't because it's not legal. Well, I mean, is it? Is it? <laughs> Dog fighting? Cause. I have a lot of illegal ideas that I think are like <laughs> great business opportunities. <laughs> So underserved sports like marching band. Um, and he was like, we're thinking of launching a channel. Do you think there would be interest in this? What do you think about it? And I started talking to him and I was essentially telling him what he should do uh-huh. and being a gigantic idiot and not reading the room. And like five minutes in, he was finally like, Hey, let me stop you right yeah. there. So what I'm actually saying is when we launch a channel like this, we tend to hire people who know what they're talking about who can help negotiate the contracts and kind of run the channel. Is that something you'd be interested in? Oh, all right. Um, and I was like, I mean, yes, sure. I have a chugada. Yeah. I said chugada. I think I said jet to get up. (laughs) That's what, that's what an East coaster would say. Yeah. Um, and we set up an interview and I think I hung up the phone and I was like, you know, I should actually probably ask my wife if she's okay with me interviewing in a company from Texas. Tejas, that's Tejas. right. Well, let's be clear. It's a company in Austin. In Austin, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. So I, had, I did a couple rounds of phone interviews and flew down there for a day of interviews. Flow flew you? Flow flew me. Gotcha. Yeah. On their private jet? Uh, it was not a oh. private jet. What, what, what jet company they use? JetBlue? I think Delta. Oh, 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 all right. Not a whole lot of people getting thrown off on that one. Yeah. United style. Not United. And no scorpions dropping into salads or anything like oh that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eek. All right. Well, <clears throat> so flow flew you down. Yep. And I met with, it was a really involved interview process, man. I met with the CEO, the COO. And the, the, those are the Floriani brothers? Those are the Floriani brothers. Who at the time both were still working for flow. At the time both were still working for flow. Famously, who don't now. Oh. One, one does not. One does not. Yes. Um, and like the, my, who, the person who would be my boss when I got hired, the vice president of rights, global rights acquisition. Jeez. 
some crazy title. Uh-huh. Um, the chief marketing officer and the chief product uh, content officer. And this was this was the thing. Yeah, it was a very involved. <clears throat> wow. Because I would be in that role, I would be liaising with all of those departments. Ah, uh, yeah. Because this because this isn't involved. This isn't just like hey, let's just put a let's put some stuff like you have to deal with licensing and contracts and all this other stuff. So it's a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got that interview. I got that interview. And they offered me the job, I think, like a week later. Wow. How long from your, your cousin's Facebook message to the job offer? How long was that? A month and a half. A month and a half. Wow. I'm still waiting to hear back on the interview I took for Flow Marching years ago. With you, by the way. You were on that interview. I was on that interview, but not but in charge of follow You're also like, yeah, I got to leave. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go do something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so a month and a half. And, you're, and your wife obviously was okay with it, right? My wife, when presented with the choice of snow in Massachusetts for the rest of her life uh-huh. or no snow, yeah. was like, Texas it is. Wow. Does she know anything about Texas? No, we, we kind of came down here. I, had, I mean, I had obviously visited for the interview, but we kind of came down here sight unseen. Wow. It was a pretty... and, and what is your wife's profession at the time? At the time, she did um, move management for colleges. Like two, two, like two college hunks moving kind of thing. Like, you know, you see those, those signs on the, like that kind of thing. She was the company that hired those companies Oh, okay. to move. So she would like work with Wellesley university on their build out of their student center or oh. a new lounge oh, that they put in. that's not at all what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And what does she do now here? She's now a product supervisor all right. for SKG, which is a furniture company oh, that just got bought out. <clears throat> that just got bought out. Gotcha. Herman Miller. Well, I'd like to tell you that uh, I work on a chair all the time mm-hmm. and I'm using a really old, uh, is it Arion? Is that what they're called? I don't know. Your wife would know. Is she listening to this right now? I mean, probably not because it's not live. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now she'll be listening to it in the car going, really? Is this guy going to be hitting me up for a free chair? And the answer is yes. Uh, or a very heavily discounted chair. I can tell you that her discount kicks in on Friday because I brought up your chair when I went home oh, that's after really nice last week. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, more interest of full disclosure, we did have lunch. We talked. You thought you were going to be interviewed, but you weren't. Yeah. Well, you mean you were kind of. Yeah. It was a different It was like a prep. So um, now you, you and another individual are kind of like the guys who started flow marching, right? Yeah. You and Michael Gilley. Yes. Now on his Facebook uh, which is public, I guess. Michael says he put his resume on a snare drum. He did. Took it into flow, right? Yeah. Now, is this both happening at the same time? Did they start flow marching and he came in or did he, is he the one that gave him the idea or what? I think that he gets a lot of credit for the initial idea. Um, I think that he came in with his resume on a snare drum uh-huh. right around the time when the company was going through uh, what verticals do we want to launch this year okay planning process and marching had been an idea so i think it was fortuitous that he came in and someone was like oh someone might know something about this so he was having a lot of meetings with them okay trying to convince them that this would be a worthy investment opportunity for the company and they put you both in a room and go like you both got red hair let's see what happens so we actually didn't meet until they hired both of us and I flew to finals and he had already started working and he flew to finals. Oh, okay. We were in a hotel. It was a... A day's in. No, it was a something really crappy. I said, I said the day's in. Like worse? A roadway in? Is that what it's called? Roadway? I don't know. If you don't want to name names, it's... It was okay. a Red Roof Inn. Oh, okay. That's, that's pretty bad. So he was like... In Indianapolis? In Indianapolis. Sign of things to come. Yeah. So he was like, hey... 
here's where I'm staying. And I was like, okay, I'll just book in the same place. That makes sense. Sure. Sure. And we were set to meet for breakfast at like 8am and I walked out of my room and this tall ginger walked out of his room down the hall. And we sort of like slowly <laughs> sauntered toward each other. And we both pressed the elevator button and he looked at me and he was like, are you Wes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the story sounded very much like he looked at me. And I looked at him and he looked at me <laughs> and we, our fingers both touched as we pushed the button. <laughs> and from then on, it was a bromance. Yep. He had a cowboy hat on, I assume. He did not have a cowboy hat on. I think he had on one of the trucker hats. Of course he did. Yeah. One of his giant, in a burnt orange UT shirt, probably. I that's, think so. that's Michael Gilly. So you're, you're the two guys, um, you're responsible for flow marching, basically. I think the company gets a lot of credit for, you know, funding it. But the answer we are trying to say is, all the accolades go to you too, but all the criticism and complaints go to the company. That's fair. Okay, you'll you'll allow it. I, you'll allow it, counselor. Um, so when y'all started it and they started it, and y'all, I don't know if y'all sat down and go like, well, what are our goals? Like, what did y'all start off wanting flow marching to be? Not that where you are now and what it ended up becoming, but you sat down and go like, we want to be the biggest marching media in the world. Like, I'm curious. Our goal was to be the platform where you could go for all three major marching partners. Mm -hmm. you know, In, indoor percussion, marching percussion, and concert percussion. Gotcha. Bands of America, Trump Corps International, and <laughs> Winnegar International. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, we actually sort of formulated the strategy in the interview process. This is part of my interview was, if you wanted to do this, how would you do it? Oh, I got asked that question too. So... It was like, I think we should start with BOA. I think it's soonest. And if we can win this deal and launch and get momentum, it will be easier to win the other two. Sure. Um, and we were sort of simultaneous. We met with WGI in Indianapolis when we were there for finals in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, they were very nice and were very much like, you haven't even really proven your concept yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is fair. Sure. You know, at that point we did, however, have really successful meetings with BOA and win that deal. And we turned around the normal production lead time for planning is like 12 weeks before an event. Mm -hmm. And we were, everyone was, it was baptism by fire because everyone was like, y'all get this. These events start in like two weeks, right? <laughs> oh, so you're meeting at DCI finals. Yes. I mean, you must've said that already. And I was thinking you were at grand national finals, but you met at DCI finals and they're like, oh yeah, you know, our first regional is September 12th. Yes. <laughs> can, you, can you do all of them? Wow. And my boss was like, yeah, absolutely. We can do all of them. Because <laughs> they had no idea. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah, it was baptism by fire. All right. Well, I mean, it, it seems to be going okay, which we'll get to in a little bit. Now, before we go on, and this is what I do, a little bit of meat, a little bit of dessert, a little bit of wine. I would, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, a percussionist, some of the hottest questions in the percussion world. Okay. These are referendum questions, by the way. Okay. Traditional or match grip? Um, it depends. Uh, that's not a very good answer. Okay. I'll explain my answer. Yeah. Explain it. So I think that if you are a large high school line with a well-developed feeder program, traditional grip is the no brainer choice. Ooh. All I right. Think if you are a small line like mine was, mm -hmm. and you need to move people around from instrument to instrument diff diff each year, and you don't have a great feeder program established in a middle school, then you absolutely have to do match grip because it's the best educational choice to make for the kids. It's a really good answer. It's weird though. I think it's different than like a lot of big schools here do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finale or Sibelius. 
Sibelius. Yeah. Favorite sticks or mallets? Right now, I really love the John Mapes Vic Firth snare. So Vic Firth. Oh, company-wise? Yeah. Yeah, Vic Firth. You look at me like, oh, there's no other option. You're in an innovative house, son. There's no other option. Oh, boy. Why are you just failing this? This is really more of a, of a quiz. How about the next time I get a shipment of innovative steps? You can, steps? Steps. Uh-huh. You can come through and pitch test East One with me and tell me if they're within you, shouting distance of each other. All right, whatever. whatever. I, I, don't, I, I, I prefer innovative mallets by far. I think that real percussionists tend to prefer innovative for the mallet options. Yeah. I think that people who are generally like, I care how my hands feel on a snare drum, mm. are going to pick Vic because they're more better options. I agree to disagree. But whatever. Um, favorite uh, symbol company? Favorite symbol? Zildjian. Oh, okay. All right. God. You know, like, I'm an adult. <laughs> Yamaha, Pearl, or dot, dot, dot? So Yamaha, but I'll say that Mapex has been doing some really good stuff recently. Wow. All right. Did, did, wait, did they get bought out by somebody? I think that they're doing a joint venture with a pit percussion. Either they got bought out or they're in a joint venture. I see. Okay. Uh, are the drums just too loud? The drums are never too loud. That's right. That's what I like to hear. Are the electronics too loud? Yes. Wow. All right. Here's the one that's going to piss everyone off. Thoughts on the dwindling state of symbol lines in pageantry. Let it die. Wow. Oh my God. I was just kidding. You, you, you just you're done with symbols. Symbols have a very specific place, and it's on hanging mounts in the pit. I'm, I'm trying not to spit out. He my just drink. did a spit take. <clears throat> I did. I would have. I'll wow. say that. I think that cymbals have a wonderful purpose to serve in indoor percussion where they are also too loud. <laughs> and all of you who write cymbal features in silence, stop it. This is going to be the hottest take episode ever. Yeah, good. We're on fire. <clears throat> we really are. It's because your hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you said 12 weeks in, I mean, how many, you, you just, you just started recording, right? I mean, uh, at flow, you just go like, Oh, here we're going to do, we're going to do this. So do you remember what those first few days, weeks, months were like at flow marching? Just like, I, I mean, I don't even want to prep it. I just want to know what was it like? Chaos. Absolute chaos. Um, you know, we had two weeks to plan and get ready for regionals and we were dealing with a sport or activity, whichever word Whatever. you want to use. Sportivity. Um, that, no one in the company had any experience capturing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so the first two weeks, one of our pitches to BOA was we will create graph spreadsheets and put it on and overlay a football field. And if you allow us, we'll send it out to band directors who are participating and we'll send notes that say, if there are things you want us to capture, put an X on where it is. Mm-hmm because we've now essentially given you a drill chart mm-hmm. and give us a time yeah. in the program in the show. and we will, I will personally compile them was essentially the <laughs> guarantee at that point. Yeah. And I will give them to pro- the producers. So we will have runs of shows mm-hmm. for people who have chosen to participate. Yeah. I'll say that I think timing wise, that was probably the worst time in the world to send out those documents <laughs> Sure, because sure. everyone's busy and probably was like no time. We got, I think 12 at uh-huh. one point. Um, so a funny story about the first two weeks is trying to compile those to make sure they were ready for the first regional. I flew in to Pittsburgh at like midnight the day before the regional. Yeah. And I got to my, 
I think it was an extended stay. Sure. Um, and I was like, it's one o'clock in the morning, but I haven't finished all these drill cheats, oh runs of shows. So I've got a bunch of work to do. And they gave me my room and I went up to my room and I opened the door and I put my suitcase on the bed and someone shouted. <laughs> it was Michael Gilley. It was not Michael Gilley. It was Eric Cosman. It was not Eric Cosman. <clears throat> it was some rando. <laughs> they accidentally gave me the room someone else was in. Ugh. So I was scared and like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And super embarrassed. Yeah. Um, I had to go back downstairs and be like, I would like a room. I think I should have been clearer. That is currently empty. <laughs> what, did you get any sleep that night? I did not get any sleep that night. Yeah, boy, not bad, not bad. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, it was fun. Did you have a bunch of iPhones set up to record the first regional, or what? Um, it was not iPhones. I forget what cameras we actually sent. We started with a high cam and a slash cam for every regional. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Mike's setup was an issue because, and I want to be. I can say some things. I can't say other things. Sure. Sometimes production decisions are our decision. Okay. And sometimes production decisions are not our decision. Maybe by BOA or the stadium or something like that? Potentially by the partner because uh-huh. they disagree with what we wanted to do. And by partner, is that the organi- the circuit that you would be the circuit working be, with? Yes. WGI, BOA, DCI. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first mic placement was up against the stands. So they push it back against the wall? All the way against uh-huh. the wall. Which, which is, differs from stadium to stadium. and Differs from stadium to stadium. And I, I think to be fair to everyone at that point, that is what we took the specs from the contract that BOA had been negotiating with someone else. Mm-hmm. And we just said, we'll do this. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we began to switch almost instantly because I had a very long, very uncomfortable conversation with Eric, the president of BOA that next Monday, because it turns out that live mics pressed up against the front of the bleachers catch a lot of inappropriate conversations yeah. from the first row of the stands. Yeah. And as well as parents and staff who are directly below that, I'm yes. sure. Yes. Wow. So you got crowd noise. That's a word and a way to describe it. it okay. There's gotcha. good crowd noise and bad crowd noise. Makes we sense. got a lot of the bad crowd noise. Right. Okay. All right. So you changed mic setup. We changed mic setup. And by slash, you mean like at a quarter angle somewhere in the stadium? Like yeah. The stands. Like, it wasn't a gimbal or anything like that or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's like a 35. It's like an actual camera setup, essentially where it would be in an NFL stadium or high school stadium. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. We're, we're going to get to the heated questions later. We're okay. not even there yet, Wes. Oh, my God. You thought this was going to be easy, didn't you? I mean, it is. It's been easy so far. Yeah, I know. So um, I like to go through people's Facebook likes okay. and find out what they like. You know, sometimes it's stuff they like as kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, you like a group called Five? It's like F-I-V-E. It's X, X, uh, uh, capitalized F, capitalized E. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Let's check. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you're going to look this up in your in your your Facebook page. Yeah. I, I I just I know the answer to this. Uh, I'm just I guess you don't remember. Is that the Euphonium group? It is the Euphonium group. Yeah, I like them. Oh, okay, cool. Do you like that video they released this year? Uh, you know, I think that they do some really creative things. They do some really creative things. The 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 uh, production quality is very good. Luke does a Luke, Luke does an right? excellent job. God, yes, he's, he's pretty good. Why doesn't he do production quality for Flow? I don't. I'm not in charge of those hires. Okay. 
Um, cause and effect, spelled K-O-S. So <laughs> occasionally some random jerk on the internet will ask me to like his page and I'll just do it because I feel... Right. And and this random jerk. Yeah. Isn't it political season? Shouldn't he be doing stuff again? It was just for the presidential election. I, I You know what? I bet he'll get back to it as like the local elections. Right. He's pretty serious with his local he politics. He is. He, boy. Yeah. His uh, Leander politics because mm-hmm. he doesn't live in Austin. Um, this is funny. Five different duck related pages. Yes. Are you a duck hunter? I am. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't even know the right questions to ask. Do you wear the funny orange vest? Uh, no. Have you shot anyone in the face before? Like Vice President P- Person? No. But I wish that I could shoot him in the face. Yeah, well, yeah. Can you say that? I guess that's okay. Legally, you would know if you can say that or not, right? At some point, the NSA will show up at my house. Probably for other stuff and not that statement. Right, yeah. Um, do, you, uh, do, you, do you have duck calls or something? I do have some duck calls. Oh, my God. When's the last time you went duck hunting? It's been a couple years. Do they, um, do they duck hunt here in Texas? They do. It's tougher in Texas to do in Massachusetts because Texas is all private land. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have to find like someone who has a lease. and I only have like three friends, and they all do band. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Two different Bass Pro Shop pages. I worked at Bass Pro Shop. You did? Yeah. In Massachusetts? In Massachusetts. Wow. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I was in charge of the federal paperwork for firearm sales. How many guns do you own? Seven. Really? Holy smokes. Like, are they all handguns? No. Rifles? AR-17? I don't just make I, you stuff I do not own an AR. Do you, uh, do you own a semi-automatic weapon? Yes. <gasps> Wait a minute. <clears throat> I'm, 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 now I'm, I'm getting a really good, a clear picture of your, uh, your voting, uh, right. Your I think your habits. picture is absolutely incorrect. I'll remind you that I clerked for the ACLU in Moscow. Well, th- it's funny. Cause that's a good segue. Michael McKenna was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's a page you is like. Is that a page that I like? Yes. That's, I wish I could go back and like it again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, as angels envy, is that your favorite bourbon? Uh, no, but it's, ex- it's an excellent bourbon. Gotcha. They also make a very good rye. Oh, okay. My wife likes Angel Gently. I don't. Um, you like a number of drum corps related pages, including the Couchman. Um, but you know who you don't like? Who do I not like? The Madison Scouts Drum and Bugle Corps. Oh, let's fix that right now. You like the indoor line, which hasn't even had a real show yet, but you don't like the Madison Scouts. Is there a reason for that? Do you not like the Madison Scouts? Do you just prefer the Cavaliers to the Madison Scouts, Wes? Uh, which I know the answer to this. Which group do I like? There's like six of them. Right I don't there. know. It's the official Madison Scouts page. It's got the Fleur as the profile page. Well, you got to fix your SEO because Madison Scouts Zone comes up first. That's a that's a that's a that's a friend of a fan page. It's literally Madison Scouts German Bugle Corps. I think I'm not in charge of that. It was set up before. SEO means search engine optimization. For those of you out there who don't know that kind of thing. Um, you know what else you don't like sketchbook podcast. You're literally on a podcast that you don't like the page of this is, I had no idea that my Facebook history would be causing me so much. If you listen to more than 30 minutes of one episode, you would know. And you know what else you don't like Montoya music. Oh my goodness. Yep. That's three things. You gotta, you gotta write me a list so I can, I, I, you can listen to this and go like, I don't like this. Um, so I would like to know when law school became part of the, the story. Law school was Always a part of the story for me. Oh, okay. I dressed as F. Lee Bailey in career day in fourth grade. Who is famous for getting the right verdict in the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh my God, did you just say it? Yes. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you helping O.J. actively find the real killers? I'm not act- helping. So O.J. is the real killer. I want, this is a legal distinction that's 
important. Okay, continue because I, I want to I want to raise a conspiracy theory with you. OJ is the real killer. There, there's like literally no doubt in my mind <laughs> that OJ killed Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. Okay, but that prosecution team botched that trial so much that like the jury had to say. <clears throat> Their job was to find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Correct. And so many reasonable doubts existed that the correct verdict was reached. So it's like they played to not lose as opposed to play to win, right? The defense. Uh, Now, are you familiar with TikTok? Uh, Vaguely. Yeah. There's a conspiracy theory going around. I'm not sure it started there, but there's a theory that OJ didn't kill Nicole. In fact, it was one of OJ's kids. Oh, interesting. Who has a knife fetish or something. And OJ's like you taking the blame for it but or whatever so i don't know but and if anyone out there knows that share it with eric uh at cause and effect <laughs> i'm sure that's something he would like to talk about on there uh so always going to be law school so that's why you went to business school first yep and then became a band director <laughs> to become a lawyer so it's a <clears throat> that's probably a longer story than this podcast has to offer it's true so um so the best way to say it quickly is um i wanted to be a public defender I wanted to spend my life fighting the death penalty. So I had to go to a state where the death penalty existed. Now I am confused about what your political leanings. I'm just (laughs) telling you, everyone thinks they have me figured out. And you must be a libertarian. (laughs) He says, again, I'm an adult quickly. (laughs) Sorry, Bob, Bob, Bob Johnson. Hey, that's a guy. That's a person on your, yeah. Michael McKenna, Bob Johnson, Eric Gosman. Okay. Continue. So I went to law school and did everything that you would do if you wanted to eventually go on to do what I wanted to do. I uh-huh. was a research assistant for a year and a half, and we wrote about the torture memos, and I clerked for the ACLU for a summer, and I clerked for the Federal Public Defender's Office. Wow. Um, I had a health issue between my second year and my third year of law school okay. that some people are well aware of and some people are not well aware of. Sure. My, my kidneys died. So now all of us... Now all of you are aware of it. Um, so my third year I spent kind of getting treatment and being like, there's no, there's no way I'm going to be able to take the bar. Mm -hmm. So when my wife and I moved back to Massachusetts, she took the bar. We also didn't want to take the bar at the same time because that's how divorces happen. Okay. Um, She took it and passed and I looked for other work and it was easy to sort of fall back into a band director role in Massachusetts because I taught with a bunch of people at Spartans. And where did you move to? What state? Massachusetts. No, no, no. You said you said we moved back to Massachusetts. Oh, so f- we were in law school in South Carolina. That's it. Okay, and they are a death penalty state. They are, a death and that's why you said it's important to move. Okay, she's a, so, but she's not a lawyer. She is not a practicing attorney. But she went to law school. Did she want to be a lawyer? She's a. She's an attorney. She is an attorney. She's a barred attorney. A barred attorney, but not practicing. <clears throat> not practicing. We're all she, about the distinctions. I know. I understand. It's the law. The law. Um, okay, but what she does on a daily job does that is her law degree come into handy with it? She does some contract review. Gotcha. Okay, continue. So you move back to Massachusetts. Um, top band. Top band. And then flow. And then like sort of fell into it, and I was like, well, law school was fun, but. Mm-hmm. There was no clear path forward for me. I was in Massachusetts. You know, you don't have at a, at a lower tier school like the one I went to because I had a Van Wilder approach to college. Sure. Um, you don't have a ton of the networking opportunities sure. that you do. Yeah. And it would be essentially like just cold trying to find a legal job in Massachusetts would make no sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I did apply for a couple of legal jobs. I did not end up getting them, and then I wound up just sort of living my life the way I was. And then Flo came along Mm -hmm. and Flo at first was 
not a legal responsibility for me. It was rights acquisition, sales, sure, um, negotiating contracts with the partners like WDI, DCI, and BOA. Mm-hmm. And a year and a half in, we had signed all three. Um, actually, in my interview with our current CEO, mm-hmm. I said, you know, you get to that. What are you, do you have any questions for me phase or anything like that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I have a question. What happens if I sign all three of these really quickly? Yeah. You'd have no use for me. That's right? a good, that's a good. Yeah. Um, and he was like, this is my philosophy. If you do good work and you continue to prove your value, I'm going to find good work for you to do mm-hmm. no matter what. And to his credit, he was true to his word. A year and a half in, we had just hired a general counsel who was doing a lot of work with me on music rights and was probably like, who the hell is this annoying kid? Yeah. I thought I was taking over to a sports media company. <laughs> Why am I talking about bands so much? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he finally, he came to find me one day and he was like, listen, man, I'm just buried in contract reviews and like, we don't have a legal department. You're the only other person who's trained as an attorney in the company. Are you interested in maybe switching roles? Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. Cause you, okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is really interesting. Uh-huh. And so it started as a 50, 50 split, which very quickly became an 80, 80 split. Oh. Um, and then I went full time into the legal department in, 2018 uh, by 50 50 mean half marching half council yeah. gotcha. yeah. uh-huh. or legal yeah. wow and so you went back went to law school i guess is that the, am i asking the right questions here i went to law school in 2008 to 2011 so you didn't have to go back to law school you just study for a test and take a test or whatever um so i didn't have to go back to law school gotcha. and the way that <clears throat> if you have a jd you can do a lot of work with ever out actually having passed the bar Oh, so I want to be clear that I have not yet passed the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm not an attorney. Anything you hear from me on this podcast is not legal advice. Do we need to put that on a disclaimer? <laughs> uh, but I can do a lot of work under a trained attorney. So working under a trained yeah. attorney, I've done co- contract negotiation, contract management, a lot of work mergers and acquisitions work, um, debt deals mm-hmm. and financing deals. Gotcha. So are you, in essence, are you like the Reese Witherspoon from Legally Blonde? Wasn't like really a lawyer yet, but she was able to do things. Can you try a case if there, uh, if there's a, a barred lawyer there with you? Uh, I believe in Texas that I can, if there's a barred lawyer with me. Gotcha. Okay. I'd have to review the laws. Also rewatch Legally Blonde. So you know what I'm talking about. I went straight to the musical. Oh, that's right, because there's a musical. No, I'm talking about the the, uh, the movie. iconic movie that is Legally Blonde. The musical should also be iconic, really? by the way. Wow. Yeah, I'm very interested. it's a lot of fun. I want to see that one and the Mean Girls musical. Mm-hmm. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda did both. both. You know what? You people, you know you say two words very interesting. Both. You say both with yeah. an L, and you say, you say room incorrectly. I say room incorrectly? Well, I, you don't, it doesn't sound like you say room. Rum? Rum. It's closer to rum, but not really rum. Anyway. anyway. All right. You, you ready to take off the kids' gloves? Yes. You're like, yeah, I thought this was going to be a hard-hitting journalistic interview. Yes. Do the people that create and produce content for Flow Marching have any marching arts or pageantry background? Yes. Um, so who currently are the people that are head of creation and producing for Flow Marching? Andy Shama is currently the head of... Con- he actually has a new title that I don't know yet. Sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> he now oversees two sites. But okay. Until a couple of weeks ago, he was the site manager for marching. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> got him all riled up. Uh, he oversees all content creation and hiring of free- freelancers 
for flow marching who then create subsequent content and he only hires people with experience in the marching arts and he also has experience in the marching he arts. marched the blue devils correct he marched glassmen blue oh. coats and blue devils all right and then uh jason Schla- i can't pronounce it jason, jason slodweiler uh-huh who loves to be called schlatty affectionately oh schlatty all right yeah. um, <laughs> is technically speaking our marketer but he plays a role in content creation uh-huh. and everything too but so jason is essentially the voice that you see on the internet oh okay of like twitter and Okay. Instagram. Sure. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. So the people that produce the content that are writing articles, sending out the emails, all that kind of stuff, yes. they have either marched in the activity or taught in the activity or got degrees in, in some music related field. I met one guy that had like, he was going to UT for composition or something. Yeah. He, um, he has his master's in composition. Is that Jason? J- uh, no, this is Chris Walker. That's it. That's who yeah. Chris Walker. Gotcha. And okay. Chris was actually a BOA finalist. So we have experience in all of our partners or oh. former, for, now former partners. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, I wasn't going to ask about that one. Um, who's the WGI people? Um, I marched in WGI and taught in WGI. Oh, and okay. Schlatty uh, was pretty famous at RhythmX for a while. Oh, and then Gilly, of course, who is uh, famous for Pioneer. Did he do WGI? No, he did indoor drum. He did uh, DCI. That's okay. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, he just did Pioneer. Yeah. And the famous C-Line 99 Crockett High School. Yes. That's a very good drum line. Um, okay. So, but what about the people behind the scenes? Like producers, graphics, electrical, engineering, booster, e-com, FAO, Capcom, etc. Mm. So... Those are all from NASA, by the way. Excellent. Thank you. Um, we do hire local cam ops who do not necessarily... So here's the way... Again, I've been away from marching for a couple of years, okay. so I can tell you the way that I understand it to work. I can't tell you that it's 100% true. Okay. I understand it to be that we hire local cam ops for shows mm-hmm. because it costs too much money to fly the same cam op team mm. from place to place to place. Like That's not practical, Okay. and we are a business. You are, I yeah. I don't have any problem saying that's too expensive. Sure. Um, but our producers only work on marching. Okay. They occasionally, like if there are times there, there are no marching shows ever, they Mm -hmm. do go do other events, but we have a marching focused pod of producers um, who have preseason meetings to talk about what we know about the shows and how we can prep. And they are supposed to take a training document and video to the cam ops. So on a setup day Mm -hmm. where they set up and then they've got like 10 hours to kill, Mm -hmm. The producers are supposed to walk through the cam ops with walk the cam ops through this training document and video to be like, here is how you capture this art. Mm-hmm. Because the two weeks of the first two weeks that you referenced yeah. that I never gave you the full story of was like a very hectic week of me taking the producers who were going to be shooting and showing them DCI DVDs. And being <laughs> like, so here's how you capture a show with a clearly delineated story. And we talked about Crown um, and Relentless. Okay, yeah. Here's how you capture a show with a clear theme that doesn't necessarily have a story to follow. And we talked about uh, Cadets, The Power of Ten. Mm -hmm. So we Mm -hmm. did that four or five days in a row. um, And then we did do post-tape. Like, I watched all those BOA shows Mm -hmm. and then gave them notes. I see. Um, As it happens now, our audio engineers are supposed to have music experience Mm -hmm. in the activity. Um, cam ops we're supposed to we the good thing is we go to the same place we're supposed to hire the same people each time sometimes that works out sometimes it doesn't work out sure yeah but in theory 
we're supposed to hire the same people. So like at Indianapolis, we should have the same camera crew that we generally have who have now shot band enough that they know enough right. to capture it. And okay. that works and sometimes doesn't work. Understood. Understood. Now you just mentioned it, but the folks that y'all send out to formerly BOA, mm-hmm. currently WGI DCI to film and record audio, um, do they have background? And you just said that you hope that they do it for audio purposes, right? They are supposed to. And we have someone who we've mentioned just once or twice on the mm-hmm. show already. Michael who, McKenna. Michael McKenna, mm-hmm. who oversees all audio oh. for marching now. This is a new step this fall. Oh, now, okay. <clears throat> and I'm going to ask that in a second. But so someone like him, Eric Cosman, yeah. he's ultimately in charge of mixing the audio for everything. <clears throat> I don't think he can mix all of them, uh-huh. but he's in charge of, qual- uh, we call it QC, quality control. Mm-hmm. for Because when you have different people at different events. Yes. Different people have different feelings. Correct. You're naturally going to get sometimes different mixes. Mm -hmm. So we suggested this summer after some feedback that we got that we should have one person who's in charge of overseeing all events Mm -hmm. to sort of get a standard. Yes. Understood. Okay. So as we've discussed off camera and as you alluded to, um, maybe this summer wasn't the greatest track record for Flow Audio. There's a famous Madison Scouts. I'm not saying it because I'm affiliated with it. It's just... They like did a crescendo to it hit and it just was, it was ear piercing. Um, so this position that Eric now holds, is that sort of a reaction to what took place over the summer? Yes. Oh, that was very clear, concise. Yes. Okay. So speaking of this summer, does flow marching or flow sports follow social media, especially during and or after a streaming marching event? So yes and no. Okay. Um, we follow it and I'll say that I think that it's important to say that everyone is heard, but there's also a point when a pile on just becomes a pile on and you do have to shut it off. So you can actually do the work the people right. who are piling on you yeah. are asking you to do. Understood. Yeah. I mean, if, if four people say, Hey, the audio is not working, yes. you get the audio. You don't need 40 people. Right. Gotcha. Understood. I gotcha. Okay. Um, maybe this is the wrong wording, but does flow quote unquote care? about the complaints that people lift, throw on Twitter, Facebook, Drum Corps Planet, etc.? Or is it sort of like, well, if they're not going to take the time to email us or fill out a complaint form or something? So that's a really tricky question. And that's why I asked it. And it's hard, it's hard to say when you say flow sports, I can answer for the company and I can answer for myself. Let's, let's answer for the company first. Okay. The answer for the company is that they do care, mm-hmm. but the better way to get heard and get a reaction is to email support at flowsports.tv. Support at flowsports.tv. Yes. That's the way to, 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 to institute real change. Yes, because the company has done a number of studies on social media mm-hmm. and complaints versus how people still watch live streams. Yeah. And a company may sometimes make the business decision that, if there are complaints, but people are still signing up to watch, then it's sort of past what they call a minimally viable product. Oh, and I'm not, I want to be crystal clear that we are not shooting just for a minimally viable product. Right. But when you're a growing company and you're like, okay, I'm really focused on this. And a bunch of people are upset about a different stream. Mm -hmm. Email support. Support Please. at slowsports.tv. Because I can only send so many screenshots before someone says, well, we'd have no customer support complaints. 
Right, right, right. Okay, so now do you want to answer that question for you? Yeah, the the answer for me is that I care too much <laughs> um, and actually had to take a break from marching and marching social media because I developed a really unhealthy relationship with um, poor social media comments. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, this was not one of the questions. Now, I didn't send you any of these questions beforehand. This is actually on my script, but it just reminded me. Um, in the early days of Flow, um, y'all would send emails out and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think there was famously one email that made it out that I can't remember what it worded, but it had, did it have an inappropriate word or something? Can you, can you comment on that? Or is that a, it was dealt with kind of thing? It was addressed and it was a personal error when they were trying to demonstrate a test and they made an example that they should not have made. It's a Laura Mipsum kind of thing, but they utilize language probably inappropriate. Okay, just just curious. I mean, and 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 you know, I think it's one of those which I mean, it's going to actually lead really well into this question. Is you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, they're messing this up, they're messing this up, so of course they mess this up. But flow marching is relatively young in the grand scheme of things, right? Yes. It, you said 2016. I mean, so we're basically five years or maybe six years into it. But us privileged Americans, right? We're spoiled with. Netflix or Disney Plus, Apple Plus, HBO Max, etc. Is it unfair for pageantry fans to hold flow marching to those same standards? Yes and no. I think that pageantry fans deserve an excellent product and deserve to continue to ask for an excellent product. I think that a comparison to Netflix is not unfair but incorrect. Mm. Because And to be fair to the pageantry fans, I've spent five years in streaming business and understand the difference between Flow Sports OTT and Netflix as a company. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the normal person does. I don't know much. I just know I pay a subscription fee and it works. So you pay a subscription fee to watch band shows that we stream to you through several different servers because that's the way the internet works, right? Yeah. So to get to Daniel, the show in Oxford, Mississippi needs to go to a main server mm-hmm. and then to an edge server mm-hmm. and then to you probably. Okay. I think that's the simplest way to explain it. Sure. So it's got to hit two stop points before it gets to my it's, house. It's, it's actually like 13. Oh, geez. But this, the simplified version is. Okay. So does it just go from Oxford, Mississippi to my house is what right. you're saying? Exactly. All right. That, that's, I understand that. If you are watching Netflix, and you are not in like Pahrump, Nevada. Which I'm assuming is a real town. Which it is a real town. Oh, okay. You didn't just make that up. That's good to know. All right. Um, you are probably close to a city. Mm-hmm. And that means that Netflix has actually probably shipped digital copies of its entire library to an ISP near you. Wow. So you are not necessarily even streaming when you're watching Netflix. Really? Yeah. All right. So let me, that makes another question. I live in Austin. Flow Sports is in Austin. Eh? Yeah. Are you saying the server's not in Austin or whatever? Or maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not understanding this concept. <clears throat> so, the, well, you're in Oxford, Mississippi, so I guess that that's you're you're, you're close mm-hmm. because you're in Austin. But because so what I'm saying is we don't have we're streaming live, right? Which okay. means that it needs to be packets up to the cloud 
and it actually hits your computer in like six second segments mm. and a script tells it how to rearrange itself on the computer so it l- appears as though it's live. Okay. And what I'm saying Netflix does is it has gotcha. recorded versions of yes. things. So it's essentially like pressing play on a DVD. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I mean, this is a dumb question or maybe not. I don't know. The feed that I would watch in my home here. Mm-hmm. Or if I watch in a laptop in Flow's building, mm-hmm. would be similar? It would be similar. Okay. So if it's messing up for me, it's messing up for someone in Flow Sports building? Not necessarily. Oh. Because of the 11 different steps <laughs> that happen. So sometimes the internet is bad at the venue from mm-hmm. which we're streaming. Yeah. And that can lead to like a wide yeah. issue. Sure. But it's also the case that like... Let's say we're both in Austin. Okay. Are you, do you have a hard line to your TV or your sure. laptop? Right. Yeah. Then there's probably no issue. But if it's like you and your daughter's playing Xbox downstairs and right. your, your wife is <laughs> streaming, uh, succession, we'll just succession. Say. succession. Why not? And you know, you're also on Twitter trying to complain about the stream as I would, as, yes. then Okay. There are times, and I want to be, again, sure. crystal clear for all the Drum Corps Planet people out there that yeah. I'm not saying that it is a home internet problem. Correct. But I'm saying that there is a chance that that could be it at times. Contributing factor. Yes. Is it also possible that if your server or whatever you mentioned, these stops, goes to North Carolina and there's a hurricane affecting North Carolina, this will affect a feed coming from Oxford? Uh, or does it change based on... I don't know. I think in an ideal world... Edge servers are designed to serve without any interference. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about all that stuff. So, all right. So flow marching and I went to the website last night, cost $29.99 a month mm-hmm. or $12.40 a month if you pay for the whole year, which is a savings of $210. Mm-hmm. Yet the cheapest streaming service, Apple Plus is $4.99 per month and the most expensive, Netflix is $15.99. Why does a seemingly endless library of movies and TV shows Costs considerably less than marching band drum corps or indoor winter color guard. Mm. Good question. Thank you. That's why I asked it. And I'll tell you that Apple's going to raise its prices this year. ESPN has already announced that it's going to raise its prices this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the more that you see streaming, also it's Apple. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like <laughs> Apple, ESPN Plus, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll use this because I know the actual numbers for you. Okay. Um, is set to lose $20 billion over the first 10 years. With a B? Yes, B, with a B, of ESPN Plus, because they feel that it will eventually be worth the investment. So that's $500 million a year, right? Yes. Holy smokes. So Apple, That's that Disney money right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apple, with the same amount of money, invests and wants to get subscribers, and you will see over the next five to six years that price go up slightly, go up slightly, go mm-hmm. up slightly. And before long, the like the too long didn't read version of what's going to happen over the next five years is streaming services will consolidate and you'll be paying yearly and not monthly and you'll be pissed off again. Wait a minute. So we're going back to cable is basically what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. That, I, I, I get that. That makes sense. And also it probably something to be said for Apple's. It's just like what they say that like you're they're trying to get you to buy the the hardware, yes. right? So that's the gateway. Yes. So th- that's a di- that's an entirely different thing. Yes. So are you saying that Flow just came out right of the bat and go, we're not going to charge you four ninety nine and raise it every year. We're just going to come out and charge you the the bulk rate or whatever. Uh, so we did a ton of price tests, and what I think that I can say 
is that our prices are currently optimized to what we think that our market will pay. And that's Flow Sports, Flow right? Sports. So that means if I get that subscription, I can watch Monster Mudder Truck Pool for my subscription. I think we have that. You can certainly watch jujitsu, wrestling, gymnastics, tennis. Uh, nope, just kidding. Did y'all lose tennis or what? Uh, we had tennis and then we stopped. Oh, I see. Um, so that, that it's not just a flow marching subscription. It's to everything. It's flow sports subscription. Yes. Um, and you do it month to month or in some cases you can do yearly, right? Yes. So as someone who worked in flow marching and does legal and all this other stuff, I'm sure you, you're privy to other information that you may or may not be able to discuss here. Um, do you, is there a certain time of the year where you see subscriptions jump up and then they instantly like what's August 16th like <laughs> and, and you know, or November or, or April kind of thing. Churn rate is a really big problem and churn means people who essentially treat sports as a pay-per-view rather yeah. than a subscription sure. and they sign up and then cancel their subscription. Makes sense. It, it is a big issue for any streaming service and everyone is figuring out how to try and address it and capture people's attention. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like you need year long content to make people stay on board and want to stay subscribed, huh? Yeah. Wow. You should talk to people who really like specialize in media or something. We should reach out to someone like that. Yeah. I'll let you know if I know anybody. Um, <clears throat> why more often than not does flow marching stream in seven twenty? Uh, because that was the specs of the contract. I see. Any, I, 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 I hear that there might be a few 1080s, but we, we can't even get 1080. We've experimented with 1080, but for the people who want to tell me that DCI streamed in 1080 before we had the contract, you're wrong. I don't know the answer to that. I'm just asking. I'm telling you the answer. Why not 4K? Hmm? 4K is really expensive. Oh, okay. All right. We're paying $29.99 a month. You would pay three times that for the server space and volume to really? have to watch in 4K. I yeah. see. I see. How much um, for all the graphics to read the correct names of the bands as the bands playing on the field? <laughs> That's not a, a a flow exclusive problem, by the way. <laughs> um, so, what are some of the things that Joe Q band fan doesn't realize can cause issues with audio, video graphics, or anything else that could? You know, already mentioned you know the fact that they have to go through thirteen different potentially. But what other things besides the internet at our home and stuff like just like hey, you know, we could do everything perfect, but a bird could fly into our thing. You know, what are some things we need to know that could cause problems that are out of your your hands? Maybe I mean, literally anything could happen. The the problem with live streaming events is that literally anything could happen. Yeah, it's live. They'll yes. do it live. It's it's live. Yeah. Is that a Bill O'Reilly reference? It is. Yeah. Thank you. It's funny when you don't have to acknowledge it, but okay. <laughs> um, and I hmm. live streaming is hard. I think if you follow Facebook and my friends group well, you'll see that that is a quote that I'm credited with <laughs> on a number of occasions. Um, live streaming is hard. I think that I've seen. I know that I've seen MLB. TV fail a number of times. I watch nightly. It fails nightly. Yeah. Um, I've seen ESPN fail and this is not me making excuses. Mm, I just, no. <clears throat> I think that we need to understand that OTT and what is OTT over the oh, top. Oh, things say, okay. It's, it's skipping the cable package and it's direct to consumer. I see. It's top. not a reference to the fantastic and iconic movie starring Sylvester Stallone. It is not over the top. It it's is about, not. It's about arm wrestling. Can you see arm wrestling on flow sports? I, I think we've actually looked into that. Oh my God. You know, if you turn your hat, it's like turning a switch. Yeah. Go watch it over the top. Anyway, continue. Um, this is a relatively new technology. Streaming. 
streaming live. Yeah. It, it's weird because I don't remember. I mean, I, I grew up, I knew you couldn't watch that kind of stuff, but like everything streams now. I mean, YouTube streams, TikTok is streaming, you know, all this stuff. So I think we've just got, like I said, we've gotten spoiled to think, well, why can't you make it work? So anything can go wrong. Anything can go wrong. In the studio. In the studio, a bird could fly into you, a power outlet that yeah. could be powering a production truck. Transformer. Or computer. Could blow up. Transformer could blow up. Um, <clears throat> in the case of Grand Nationals in 2019, the internet we're using could be subject to a DDoS attack for 15 minutes. It's a denial of service, right? Uh, well, and that, that's, that affected a certain uh, streaming provider this fall, I believe, at yeah. one of the BOA events. Yeah. Or, or no, it was DCA. DCA. DCA, they experienced a denial of service. Um, gotcha. Okay. So this, I'm going to have to modify this question. For the folks listening to us at home, mm-hmm. or if they're out and about, mm-hmm. they're fully vaxxed and or observing social distancing and wearing a mask. Please describe in excruciating detail what shoes you were wearing as you walked into the house. Mm, I was describing... <clears throat> nope. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got you. That was the question that got you all riled up? Because you knew it's a very important question. It's the most important question. I know it's a, it's a very important question. I was wearing um, black leather... Is that you? Oh, my God. Is it your bat phone? That might be mine. That's not me. Oh, it's all right. Continue. My phone's ringing. I'm listening. I was wearing uh, black leather Johnston and Murphy uh, casual dress shoes. They look like Dr. Martin's, were they not? No, they were Johnston and Murphy. Well, you say that. You say that. But okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll allow it. They, they were fine. Uh, do you own sneakers, Wes? Yeah. How many? I own two pairs of sneakers. Oh my God. What kind? What pair? I, so I'm like the literal opposite of you. I've had the same two pairs of sneakers for over a year now. I've got an Under Armour pair and a New Balance pair. I I like one of those. Which one? Uh, I like a New Balance. Mm. I see. All right, I will allow that. I will allow that. <clears throat> All right, that was that was maybe like the last fun question. Everything else, I'm just kidding. Um, so flow marching, like any channel, any network, if the ratings or views are good, mm-hmm. they'll keep showing things. And if they aren't, then maybe some shows are likely to be canceled. Rest in peace, taking the field. In regards to DCI. Y'all show a considerable amount of shows, right? Oftentimes there are more than one show on any given night. How do y'all decide which shows to stream other than the obvious big shows like regionals and such? Uh, We work with the partner to decide what we want to showcase. In DCI's case, we certainly do our best to try and make sure that each core is showcased a relative even amount of times. And that's not to say that we're going to show gold as many times as we show Vanguard. Right, right. But like we try to get like at least a minimum amount for most of the open class cores mm-hmm. um, and a minimum amount for most of the lower open class, co- world class cores. But, some, I mean, but the scheduling is also out of your, your hand. You might try to jump to different shows. And if a drum cordon doesn't show up to one of those, you're like, well, we're trying to get you on. But yes. So it's also their, their fault, so to speak. That too. And there's what we call market cannibalization. Like we're unlikely to show because some of the same shows are such similar cores day after day, mm-hmm. like leading into San Antonio, we're unlikely to show the three <laughs> shows with all the cores. Yeah. If all the cores are going to be there at San Antonio. Yeah, of course that makes sense. That, that makes total sense. Um, several years ago, I don't maybe, maybe 2017 or 18, I guess you started in 2016. Um, y'all started to stream the open class championships. How did that come about? Um, so that was actually my insistence. 
Oh, a Wes Sullivan original. When Flow Sports said, how do you think we should structure this? I said, here's the shows I think we should pitch them that we're going to show. Mm -hmm. And it's really, as someone who marched open class for so long and grew up in open class, I said, it's really important to me that we include open class finals Mm -hmm. in this. And I think it was one of the things that impressed DCI that we were willing to go that extra step. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have streamed open class finals every year that we've had the contract. Okay. All right. That makes sense. You also stream selected open class shows Mm -hmm. throughout the summer, like open class only, not like there's seven world class and gold is there or something like that. And yet if you read the internet, it seemed to be, didn't seem to be enough for fans, fans as the ones on the internet being loudly, they wanted perhaps all of the open class shows, but you've worked with open class. I worked with an open class group for five years. We've seen the audiences for live open class only shows. And some audiences are quite large, right? They like, they're like, there's some in Michigan. They're just huge. Like they're the legends shows that they host. And it's like, Jesus is really big. And some were very sparsely attended. You're playing in a like five row stadium kind of thing. Uh, does your data support the need for more open class shows? Are you showing that maybe you're showing the right amount? Maybe you're actually showing too many. Are, I mean, are y'all losing money on open class shows? Like, there's there's the whole thing of like the loudest people are complaining, but mm-hmm. are they actually watching shows on on there or what? I, I don't think they're watching shows. I think that. We have a tendency to scream for recognition in Mm -hmm. this activity, which is oftentimes quite good. Mm -hmm. I think there are people who need voices to speak for them. And I think there are people who need aid with other voices. Um, I think in this particular case, it's easy to say, hey, you're not highlighting this enough. Um, And I will tell you that any person who wants to say that is welcome to send me their flow account. And I will tell them how many open class shows they watched. That's a, you just threw down a gauntlet. On yes. That one. I'm not throwing down a strong gauntlet to individuals necessarily on the internet, but I'll say that we are a business and streaming shows costs money and we would be happy to stream any show that gets the subscriptions that the people on the internet seem to think that it will. You literally just like answered my next question. I was like, you're a business. What do they, you need to make money? What do people need to do? So it, it's the, if they build it, they will come, right? Kind of thing. Except it's like, look, if the data shows hundreds, maybe even, maybe just a hundred people, like, hey, there's, a, there's an audience for this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, don't just complain on Twitter. No. All right, so these are, <clears throat> it is a serious question, but it's a fun question. Do you really believe that Music City was the fan favorite every time it won? I think that our test process is flawless and clearly music city is the best drum corps in the world. There's no chance for the Oso oh favorite so-called voting irregularities hashtag stop the steal. I am not aware of any voting irregularities in mm. any election over the last 12 months. <laughs> Can drum corps fans call for an audit of previous fan favorite results? Um, I think if they want to personally finance it as other people are doing right now, they are welcome to, but they would have to wear a Trump hat and wig. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe your Dominion voting machines were hacked. Is that a possibility? I mean, there's always a chance that someone ran a script to vote a bunch more than... Oh, is there? Yeah. Is there? Not that we would know anything about that. No. I mean, you're not acknowledging that that sort of thing happened or existed. I could never. Now, I don't want this interview to be nothing but a tick tape. 
So I would like you to, I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about the good things that flow marching has done. And maybe some of the things that you're proud of that have come out of flow marching. Cause it's easy for me to just go, I mean, it's, it's easy for any business to get nothing but negative stuff. Yes. That's, that's what the internet's for negativity. Right. Yeah. But rarely, I mean, but here, here's the thing. I love the fact that I can watch a show, right? I don't have to leave. Like there's often like, uh, in 20, I don't remember, Guardians, who I worked with, went up to, to DCI and they did the first open class championships and I couldn't go because we were like a week away from my daughter being born. So I got to watch them twice, um, three times really, because they did prelims. Mm-hmm. That, I don't think that's, flow was prelims, still, yep. right? Um, so I like that. I like that. And yes, audio issues abound from this summer when I wasn't on tour with the scouts. I got to watch certain shows. So what are some of the great things that's going on, the good things, maybe the things that have change the activity or, or whatever. So just let's, let's just, this is a feel good hour now for flow marching. Okay. I think that the greatest thing that came from this summer is the hiring of Eric Cosman. We have to cut that out. We okay. don't do positive talk about Eric, but okay. continue. Uh, the greatest thing that came from this summer was <laughs> a position to have quality control oversight over audio. Sure. Um, I think that one of the things that we forget is that there was a pandemic for 18 months, especially in this state. Really? I think it only exists for eight days here. Um, so, you know, if you don't do anything for 18 months, naturally you're going to be a little rusty. Yeah. And the, it sounds like I'm making excuses, but just like real talk, a shortened season for, for DCI, you have less time to recover because you've done all the production planning. Yeah. So things that you think that were working that then didn't work, like you cannot instantly fix. Correct. Which is important to understand. So yeah. I think a positive thing is the company continues to listen to fans who are upset and continues to invest. Like there's no quality control position in any other vertical mm-hmm. to be like, okay, this person's going to want to do the wrestling streams or anything like that. <laughs> sure. Heard loud and clear <clears throat> that some things went wrong this summer. Uh-huh. I think the thing I'm proudest of is how much we've invested from a legal department and company in getting synchronization rights Mm. so we can, and really being kind of creative with the different solutions we come up with for, to allow people to watch not live. Yes. That that, I know that that's because that's the thing. Not all of us, we can't watch a show live Thursday or Friday sometimes. Right. And even Saturday, sometimes you're seeing your family. So the ability to watch, any drum corps, even at like 1030 at night, that's something that a lot of us would like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, DVR is not a solution that we're prepared to say we're ready to offer just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, I'm not sure if you saw this summer, but we started with delayed broadcasts, which yeah. ideally will work. My hope was that it will allow kids who competed to view themselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. band kids compete on a Saturday, never get to watch that show, You're but right. they can go home and watch it on Sunday. And it, it could be huge for WGI because there are the problem sometimes with WGI is there are so many regionals stacked up on top oh, of each yeah. other. Uh-huh. Like you can't watch anything else that's going on. Correct. So hopefully with this delay, it will allow people to at least consume more content. And, and it's, Legal, because we all know that, and you you address this on um, somebody else's uh, YouTube channel about the if you just write not in front of it, it's like not Miamisburg High School Color Guard, and it's direct flow rip right on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So this is a legal way for someone to come in and watch it, and it's on your channel, and it all works out. The the company believes the delayed broadcast is legal. 
it is legal. I mean, but it's on your it's on your 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 channel, so it's 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 what you would want. People, you want eyeballs on your place. Yeah, it only makes sense. And the hopefully we can come to a point where all of the content that has ever existed is there. Um, we've had some luck with sync licenses. We're going to continue to work with sync licenses. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to eventually have every show that like essentially be that place that the fan network was before they had to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I will, since I'm looking at my, that's not fair use cup say (laughs) that having illegally ripped videos available for free on YouTube does not provide the, bump to the activity that you think that it does <laughs> that explains why you think you should do that and the company shouldn't enforce copyright and keep its hard work behind a paywall. Right. Here's why. You had YouTube from 2007 until 2015 mm-hmm. and all the people who want us to have this available for free also say the activity has been dying for years. So you can't reconcile those two opinions right. in the same head. The data does not prove that having it available for free helps grow the activity. Correct. You're right. You're right. They just want it for free. It, but and it's it's what you're you're of a certain age. You have a three in front of your age still, right? Yes. But um, but you remember Napster. I do remember Napster. And the whole what you and I we remember buying cassette tapes or CDs, right? And then Napster came about, and I, I mean, I downloaded music from Napster and LimeWire yep, and Kazaa for and sure, all those things, right? And then we saw iTunes come about, and now we're like, okay, cool. I'll buy the music. I mean, I will buy 99-cent music all day. Yes. We are going through the LimeWire Napster part for video right now, right? Like, yes. we're kind of living through that where everyone's like, well, I shouldn't have to pay for music. Music's free. Yes. And we're, we're kind of just missing the Lars Ulrich of YouTube to come down on these people like Napster did. So I, I feel like in the next five to seven years we're going to be past that point. Everyone's just going to go like, okay, you know, but, but we want it available. Yes. That's the thing. So we just, we just need somebody to make these available. And, and what we're doing is trying to bring us to the iTunes stage mm-hmm. and, but skip the Lars Ulrich stage. Right. Well, and, and that was going to be a question that just like our, our show for scouts this year, it's all public domain music, which we've been thanked many times for that. Why can't y'all upload that video to flow marching on iTunes and someone can download it for $1.99 or $4.99 and you get your cut and Madison Scouts get their cut. Mm. So that goes into the DCI bylaws. Oh, so I should be talking to Danan Atchison. Um, not necessarily him, but the rest of the directors who are going to vote on what you can and can't do with your media. Oh, we will always provide a way for cores and DCI to continue to monetize the things that they've done. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's a core issue. Oh, so we should put it on. There's what you're saying or not, not, not saying, um, DCI owns the digital downloads according to the bylaws right now, but I'm sure that DCI and flow sports would always be willing to talk with cores in general and specifically about how we can continue to make uh, money for everybody. What can fans look forward to from the future from flow marching right right now currently you have the contracts for wgi and and dci only Mm -hmm. um is there anything we have us bands and bdpa as well okay us bands bdpa um what other actually no before we get to that let me ask you this question you're in austin texas 
we have lots of marching band competitions here. There's yes. like a really good one called the Texas Marching Classic. Mm-hmm. How come is it? How, how can can local contests contact you about streaming their shows or what? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, and that would fit into the subscription model, and they would get so they could because a lot of these bands that, for instance, that go to the Vista Ridge also would go to BOA, who you've worked with in the past. Yep. So y'all are familiar with getting licenses and sync, and some of them will go to U.S. band shows in the same stadium at the Remo Cup. So. So if a TMC wanted to be on Flow Marching, they could? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was an easy question. So what can we look forward to from the future from Flow Marching? Uh, that's an interesting question because... That's why I asked it. I think that we're a little bit torn as to the next direction we should go. Oh, scandalous. Not I'm, sc- I'm saying scandalous, but... I think it's interesting wondering whether we should consider... Um, branching out into HBCU competitions, Ooh. which we have not done a great job covering. Sure. We've, we've had some HBCU halftime shows, mm-hmm. but it's not something that we sort of do content on and drive eyeballs to. Mm-hmm. Um, my white whale will always be the all Japan oh, band yeah. association. Boy, I would kill to watch that stuff. Live. Yeah. Or tape delay. <laughs> um, what about military, especially like here in Texas? We actually met with a military band show once. And they didn't, the talks never progressed. Gotcha. If it's banned, we're willing to do it mm-hmm. because we want to grow the activity. Yeah. Flow Sports is dedicated to investing money into growing the activity. Gotcha. So basically support at flowsports.tv to get their ideas. <laughs> if you want to send ideas to people, you can send that to... Um, Ooh. <laughs> you're trying to think of the right email address to, to give them just wesley.sullivan at flowsports.tv Ooh, and I'll, right. I'll pass it to who needs to hear it so wesley spelled normally dot sullivan spelled irishly right at flowsports.tv yes oh my god um and this is a really last question this is an important question are we ever going to stop seeing rocket mortgage commercials rocket mortgage can you please show us mercy uh i think that have you watched a show this fall? No, I haven't. Because the, the ad strategy has changed. Oh. And it is no longer just Rocket Mortgage. I was tired of seeing that golfer hit it into his neighbor's patio or Dude, whatever. Me too. <laughs> um, so what is next for you personally, Wes? You did send me that biography um, in through text message. I think you were already in my, my driveway, mm. but you mentioned something about sort of trying to branch out into some things. So yeah. what would you like to, what's next for you? What do you want to plug? Uh, what I want to plug is I think that I am, have accepted that I'm no longer of the age where anyone wants me to teach. So, <laughs> so I don't think that I can contribute. Well, I don't think my future contributions to the activity will come through education. Okay. Um, what I would love to do is say that I have a business and a law background and I have worked for this company and helped grow this marching thing for five years. So I hope my next contribution to the activity will be on like boards of directors of local groups Mm -hmm. or national groups. Anyone who wants, I want to give back to the activity because it gave so much to me. So you have my email address, Eric Kosman at sound effects at at sound effects dot edu. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's, that's, that's what I think is next for me 
in this part of my life. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hire you for some things. I got I need some contracts drawn up, some angry letters to send out to some people. It'll, it'll sound more impressive coming from a lawyer. We do the best cease and desist. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You have plenty of experience with that. So, well, well, Wes, it has been a pleasure to have you here today. You are an absolute delight. It has been over a year since I've done one of these types of interviews. I've done other types, but I haven't done a sketchbook uh, profile in quite a long time. So I'm glad you agreed to come on the show. Eric Cosman was wrong about you. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I, I was, you know, was just, he set me up to expect something completely different. I am generally hated by people who meet me first. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh. You, you and I have that in common. My, I think, I think I thought you hated me the first time that we ever like crossed paths. you didn't hire me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my wife famously hated me oh, in, for like the first year of law school. Y'all met in law school. Yeah, we met. Oh, I mean, this wasn't about your love life, so I didn't ask that question. Well, but there you go. But you wore her down. Uh, I think that I think that we wore each other down at the MAGA rally. A, a mutual no. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Wait a minute. A mutual friend was like, "We're starting a study group, and you two are going to realize that you're perfect for each other." Oh, wow. And that's what's going to happen. Okay. And she's a Yankees fan, a Boston Red Sox fan. She is a Yankees fan by proxy. By proxy, because of you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I don't have anything witty to close this off. Do you want to say something funny? I don't have anything funny to say, but I will end with a great story. All right, let's do it. So, you know, fourteen-year-old Wes grew up listening to all of the drum corps CDs that I could ever get my hands on: uh, Vanguard, Regiment, Cadets. BD loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the moment my, my still favorite moment working for flow sports was 2017 at the Vanguard home show, mm-hmm. listening to the Vanguard alumni core play send in the clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never cried as hard oh my gosh. in my life, I think as I cried that moment. And it was a great moment to sit back and look back at like the last two years and be like, there've been ups and downs, but what we've done is really cool. And we're going to keep on trying to do cooler stuff. This episode of Sketchbook Podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by me, Daniel Mathoy Jr. in Austin, Texas. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you enjoy Sketchbook, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns? Email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message through the Anchor app. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. Be sure to join the Sketchbook community and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sketchbook Podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Sketchbook Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for listening.